Welcome to WP Coffee Talk. Thank you to our sponsor, Helix Managed WordPress Hosting, for both their sponsorship and hosting our site, WPCoffeeTalk.com. Now on to our episode. Well, welcome to WP Coffee Talk, and we're here for our, I think this is our eighth show, so I've been around for two months already, hard to believe, and today I'm joined by Keenan Copenhaver, and Keenan, you're in the Chicago area, correct? Yeah, that's right. I grew up out in the suburbs, and I've lived in the city here for about uh, five years now. So I'm in Rochester, New York. We know what bad weather feels like. <laughs> <laughs> we're right I'm, on a, I'm a mile off of Lake Ontario. Yep. You get the bad weather, and then I get it about a day later. So yeah, you know, I, I'm excited. We've just gotten message. our first week of sun here of the spring this year, so it's coming your way. <laughs> Us too. It's like it almost hit seventy, and I was like in my glory today. But yep. um, you know, I'm expecting from now on you're going to give me a heads up on what weather I should expect <laughs> we'll coming do. forward. <laughs> so you are in the WordPress environment, the WordPress community. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself. Tell us about your business. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like you said, my name's Keenan. I, I run with my business partner, a company called Alpha Particle. Uh, we're a digital consultancy that helps uh, businesses small and large um, manage and, and execute their digital projects. So um, because of my background in WordPress, uh, a lot of our work is in the WordPress space. Um, we also do other things, other kinds of technologies and things like that. But we do uh, a lot of our work as WordPress. And just because, you know, the platform is great and it helps people get started easily and, and a lot of people are already running it. So um, that's kind of where we chose to, to start our business. Now, when you say a lot of people are already running it, I'm hoping you're not just inheriting projects because one of my biggest headaches ever is I already have a site. Can you just take it over? Sure. And honestly, I mean, that is a lot of the work that we do. Um, you know, I, I'm very much comfortable with writing code and that's like my, you know, my entire job pretty much. Um, and so, I, you know, I have a lot of experience with inheriting kind of sites that are a mess and, and cleaning them up. and, and in, you know, enforcing best practices and stuff like that. So that is a lot of the work that we do and it can be a struggle at times, but it's also pretty rewarding to be able to take something that's like, it's working, but not well. Um, and turn it into something like, yeah, this works how it's supposed to. And the admins are happy with w what they have to put into the fields in the back and kind of sorting all that stuff out and untangling it. So we, we do a lot of that, but we enjoy it as well. So if a woman hands you a necklace and it's all in knots, you're good at untying that too, I'm guessing. <laughs> that's a slightly different skill set, I think, but it's something I should definitely maybe work on and see if my skills can cross over at all. There you go. So if, if I've ever heard a plea for um, comment your code, comment your code, comment your code, it's sure. anybody who's ever inherited spaghetti. Yeah, code. it's very helpful. I do a lot of like, all right, so this code is calling this other piece and it's relying on this plugin. And it's a lot of like forensic work almost to try and figure out how all the pieces fit together, especially right when we're kicking off a project. You sure do need to have that like um, Sherlock Holmes mentality sometimes. <laughs> yeah, for you. sure. So I always ask everybody here to show me your mug. So let's see yes. what mug you got today. Indeed. So today I have uh, my cat dad mug. Uh, I love it. Uh, we adopted a cat. I adopted a cat from a shelter uh, almost four years ago now, I think. Um, and uh, his name is Meowin Brando. That was his name at the shelter. And just to say, oh, it's a cute one. Yeah. So uh, so so yeah, he's at he's at home, but uh, brought in the cat dad mug today. And I'm I'm not drinking coffee because it is you know four in the afternoon here in Chicago. So. I'm drinking ginger ale at the moment, so that's what I'm. You can drink ginger ale out of a mug. That works. You could you could drink anything out of a mug, but I think I tell people yeah. they're like, "What if I don't?" Somebody asked me from actually, I, I do think it was over in uh, in Europe somewhere. I can't remember who it was. Mm -hmm. If they they said, "I don't drink coffee," can I still be on your show? I go, "I don't care if you put bourbon in your mug. Just have something <laughs> in there." <laughs> yeah. Maybe and, maybe we'll wait till we're off the air for that. But yeah, it might be a good a good option as well. <laughs> it is Friday, so maybe <laughs> that's Friday true. night you. That's I'm going to tip one back later and be like, hey, I was on a podcast. 
uh, I don't have any mugs with me today, so I grabbed my water bottle. So even though this WP Coffee Talk, I have my water bottle today. This is the bottle that was a speaker gift last year from WordCamp Montreal on their 10th anniversary. And because it's a water bottle, I actually have water in it. So uh, That's a cool bottle. I like that a lot. It's really it's nice. It keeps things cold for a really, yeah, really Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so I'm really happy with it. Fantastic. So tell us, how did you get involved with WordPress? So everybody has a great origin story. What's yours? So my origin story was uh, I was in college still and I messed around with building websites. I kind of was doing it on my own. So just kind of piecing tutorials together. Um, didn't really know what I was doing, but I saw a posting for an internship uh, at an agency here in Chicago, um, you know, three or four months over the summer. And they said they wanted to bring somebody on. And so I applied and they, you know, moved forward with that. And when I got in there, I realized that a lot of the work they were doing was WordPress, um, which is something I had never really done before. But, um, you know, there's plenty of tutorials and stuff online. So I kind of just started uh, digging into it. And the nice thing was there were so many developers at the same company who were much more, you know, advanced than me. And so um, if I had questions or like that really helped kind of speed up my learning process and getting into it because I could bring specific questions to them and, you know, asking someone in person is always better than using Stack Overflow or whatever, especially if that's their job because they know, you know, usually know where to look or, you know, what to look for and stuff like that. Um, so that's, yeah, pretty much how I got started just building sites, uh, at, at the agency and, and working with clients and figuring out, you know, what word, like what projects WordPress were good, was good for and what things, you know, would better be suited to something else. And, um, just kind of leveling up that way. So, um, been doing that pretty much ever since I've had every, every job I've had, uh, up to now has worked with WordPress in some capacity. Um, so that's, that, that was basically it. I never looked back from that point, but like I said before, we've expanded a little bit and, and do stuff outside of WordPress, but still a lot of our work is WordPress because there's, you know, so much out there and so many people that need help. Yeah. No, um, I talked to Allie Nimmons a while back and she was almost apologetic for the fact that she uses themes. And I said, why are you apologetic? That's what they're there for. Yeah, are you absolutely. Your own themes or are you using themes or a little bit of both some hybrids? So, yeah. I mean, when we get a project from scratch, it's usually because, uh, you know, the client has a design that they want to implement. So a lot of that is from scratch. Um, like we hinted at before, a lot of the work that we do is kind of picking up the pieces of stuff that's been done custom. So, um, that's about a 50, 50 mix between somebody who had somebody build a custom theme or just had somebody use a page builder. So untangling all the stuff that, you know, goes into page builders and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, for the most part, a lot of the work we do is, is custom themes and plugins just because, um, that's what we're good at. And if, if you want to just pull a theme off the shelf and use that, like we either, you know, help you do that yourself or we have people who we know who that's what they do. They're not so much into writing the code and all that, but you know, they're, they're much better suited to the, that sort of stuff. So we try to only step in where, where we're useful and, and that's, you know, with a lot of the more custom stuff. And isn't that the beautiful thing about WordPress though, is that all of us can make a living doing yep. so many different things. Absolutely. And the end product is hopefully a beautiful site that is usable and has a good public interface for whatever, whoever the customer is for that client. So yeah, for sure. Absolutely. No, that's a fun thing. Um, so that's how you got started with WordPress. That's awesome. I love WordPress. What's your favorite thing about WordPress? My favorite thing I think is that there are people, there are so many people out there who already know how to use it and who get a, a ton of value out of using it. So whether they use it in their business or whether they're, you know, journalists who are writing on it or things like that, like it's in a place right now being, I think 16 years old this year, um, mm -hmm. that, okay. you know, yeah, that it's like, it's a very well developed platform and, and it's very familiar to a lot of people. If you've, you know, ever tried to build your own website at any point in your career, like odds are you've, you've tested WordPress at least. So I love how it kind of helps people who are both on the administration side or, or writers or developers that kind of all speak a common language around, 
here's how we want to, you know, build this product. And that makes it a lot easier to get something that works really well for all of those groups of people. Absolutely. Do you um, manage your client sites then afterwards or do you kind of build them and send them on their way? It, so it depends again, like, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of the projects that we take on um, are, you know, the, the client already has kind of internal developers or, or people who are working in the organization to maintain the site. And so um, they'll, in a lot of cases, they've already even, you know, have it hosted somewhere. So we don't have to worry about any of that stuff. It's more just like we can come in and, and fix their specific problem or, or untangle some stuff for them. Um, but then, yeah, we usually just kind of give it back and, and, and step back. We, you know, we don't want to work on stuff longer than we're needed just to, just for the sake of, you know, getting more, you know, revenue and stuff like that. We, we, we love solving specific problems for clients and being able to kind of step back and say like, all right, you got this now. Like you, you're good. That's great. So, uh, so it's not like you're not in the hosting business. You're not in the maintenance business. No, no. I mean, we, you know, because I'm, I am a dev and I like to geek out about things like we run our own staging server and I, I manage all of that and stuff. So like stuff that before it's ready for launch, like we host our client sites up to that point. Um, and and we run that, but yeah, no, we're not, we're not in the business of, you know, hosting. There's, there's plenty of awesome companies that that do that, that we're happy to refer people to. Yeah, they sure are for sure. So, um, what's something, okay. So I've seen thousands of websites in my job. I've built hundreds of websites, some of them good, some of them, you know, let's hope they don't show up on archive.org. Let's just say that. Sure. What do you think is something that people sometimes skip over or don't pay enough attention to when it comes to building their websites that would either, you know, make their a good website better or help them in, in some other way? So the biggest thing for, for me personally with that is, like I said, we see a lot of stuff that's, um, you know, kind of fixer upper sort of work. Um, and a lot of times what we get is a client will come in and they'll say, hey, like, you know, my website's really, really slow. Um, what's going on. And like, you know, they're not doing anything crazy that should make it be that slow. So when we start to look into it, we realize that they're loading, you know, a bunch of JavaScript and CSS and all this other stuff that they're not really even using, but because they have plugins still activated that they don't need that they were trying out once and didn't deactivate or things like that. um, There's just a lot of stuff that's loading in the background. That's really slowing things down. And um, you know, stuff like if you have a plugin that's uh, doing like, it's like a, a forum kind of thing. Um, and there's like a feature where you can like rank posts or like upvote or downvote them. Like we've, we found a case where that was a really, like a really slow database query. Um, but the, they had like unchecked that box. And so they weren't even using that feature. So, you know, stuff like that, where it's just like leaving stuff activated, that's not even in use and kind of just site owners a lot of times would benefit from just a really basic, but regular audit of like, okay, are we still using all these plugins that we install when we launch the site? Um, do we still need all this functionality that, cause everything has a cost in terms of page load time. So, um, that's probably the biggest thing that we see is just, is just slow sites that could be faster just by turning off plugins. I logged into a site, uh, just last week that had been launched for a couple of years. I was helping somebody out and they still had the coming soon plugin. Yeah, exactly. It's that sort of thing where it's like one thing at a time you say, oh, it's just one plugin. It's not that big a deal, but over time it builds up. And especially if you have multiple people who are administering the site, um, you know, someone will install a plugin over here and then somebody else will install a different one over here and they'll either conflict or they'll just both be features that eventually you don't need anymore. So just kind of checking in on it regularly to see, all right, are we still using all this stuff that we've, we've built up over the years is, is pretty important. Well, you'll like this one too. I was helping a, a client, a customer the other day with their website and she logged in and she had Elementor, Beaver Builder, and one other one, I can't remember what it was, nope. and a Gutenberg site, right? So it was, yeah. it was also had Gutenberg in it. And yeah, I yeah. said, 
which one are you using? And she's like, I don't know. So we had to kind of dig all through that and figure out, you know, how to even edit the page. So yeah. yeah and I think well, yeah. Really- on, a, on a staging site where you're like trying out page builders to see which one you want, like that's totally great. Like that's awesome. Cause you can just toggle them on and off and you can see the features yeah. of different ones. But yeah, in production, that's definitely not something you want. Cause especially, especially page- they're all live. <laughs> yeah. They really load a lot of stuff just to do what they do. Exactly. No, that's really, really good advice. When you think back on your career with WordPress specifically, what do you wish that you knew then that you know now? So something that you've learned over the years that would have made life easier. Yeah. Um, well, the biggest thing for me is uh, there, like WordPress has expanded since its inception and to be a really useful platform for doing a lot more than just uh, blogging. You know, that we hear that all the time. It's more than just the blogging platform, um, all that sort of stuff. But there are, you know, a few specific use cases that we've found that we tried to force WordPress to do a job that it wasn't really equipped to do. Um, and so I think the biggest thing for me is it's not just applicable to WordPress, but everything is use, you know, use the tools for the jobs that they're good for. Um, so if I, if I think back to some of the projects that were like the biggest struggles, um, it's because we, we had this idea and the, you know, the client was already pretty sold on WordPress. And so we wanted to do that. Um, or, you know, sold on some other tool when WordPress would have been a better choice. And so, um, kind of stepping up at the beginning of the project and saying, Hey, you know, we, we need to figure out what the right tool for the job is. And it may not be, um, you know, WordPress or, or maybe WordPress and you're thinking about using something else. And so I think that's an important skill to learn, but it's hard to, it's hard to see that far into the future when you haven't been burned a few times before. (laughs) That's true. Um, but that's, again, goes back to having kind of a network of people you can reach out to and say like, Hey, have you ever built a site like this? Uh, like, and how did you do it? Did you use, did you use X or did you use Y and, and mm-hmm. do you regret that decision now that you've seen it live or, or not? No, that's, those are really good points. Absolutely. And getting those, um, that feedback from people who've been there, done that is also always yep. a thing. The other thing that you touched on a little bit, and then this, all, what your, your comment just now made me think of too, is every customer is not your customer. For sure. So can you talk a little bit about how you qualify who is a good customer for Alpha Particle? Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, it, it, it's a little bit more open for us now because we don't do exclusively WordPress. Um, but back, back at the agency, when we did do WordPress, it was, it was, you know, the customer would come in and we'd have to evaluate it with a couple of developers. And and we brought a designer into this discussion frequently too. Um, and it's, you know, is this a problem that we can kind of already see the solution for, or at least the path forward. Right. So for me, like if we get somebody that comes in and says, all right, I want to build this thing. Um, and I want to build, you know, this, this crazy interactive mobile app. Um, the, the most of a mobile app that I've built was like a to-do list demo that I was just trying out a new language. Right. So that's, that's not a great fit for us because, you know, we don't necessarily have those capabilities. Um, and we could just say yes and try to figure it out and like try to stretch, but that wouldn't be a good result for our clients. So, um, we try to balance like, is this, is this work that we can do that we've done at least, you know, pieces of it before and we can kind of see the way forward. Or if we said yes to this, we would be stepping into just a jungle of unknown, you know? So that's kind of how, how we do it. And, and on the tech side, at least on the, on the business side, you know, we try to see if there's workflow things or, or business processes that we can help with too. And a lot of cases we combine that with the technology and that's where we're the most effective. But, um, yeah, a general rule for me is like, if I don't even see how to get started or if there are multiple big problems that are already defined that I don't think I have at least an idea of how to solve, um, it's probably something that we should pass on or, or figure out who in our network we can pass it off to. Mm-hmm. When I was first starting out with WordPress as a freelancer, 
I would take almost any job that came my way. And if somebody said they didn't have money, I would cut my prices. I'd do anything because I thought that that was important to just have the customers. Um, I've since then, you know, learned that, you know, one website that pays you $5,000 is a lot easier to deal with than five websites that pay you $1,000 each. Yep. Um, because Absolutely. of the amount of work. So that's something I always try to teach other people kind of going forward too. And mm -hmm. that's all part of that qualifying the client and making sure that the right client for you. Yeah. Well, and the biggest thing with that too, like you, you kind of touched on is like, it's also much easier for you to manage working on one website rather than working on five. And so if, if you take, if you say yes to everything, you might think that you're helping your client out because they're going to be able to get, you know, your work out of the deal. But in a lot of times, if you're stretching yourself too thin or taking on work that you're not suited to do and it's going to take you a lot longer than someone who is more skilled in that specific thing. You're actually kind of doing a disservice to your client rather than helping them. And that's, that's not what you want for sure. And like you said, if you can, especially if you can refer them to somebody who specializes in that area, yep. then everybody's much happier at the yeah. end of the, at the end of the day. So yep. for sure. Absolutely. So you're part of your local WordPress community. Is that correct? Yes. Awesome. So we so have a, uh, we have a meetup here on the North side of the city up by Wrigley field. Uh, if you know where that is. Um, that's, that's pretty active. We get about, I'd say 40 to 50 people a month up there. Um, that's great. yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, I started my, my excuse was I moved to a new apartment uh, three years ago or so. Um, and this meetup was two blocks down the street. And so I said like, all right, I really don't have an excuse not to go. Um, but you know, I've, I've been going pretty much every month for, for three years or so. And I've gotten to know a lot of the people there and, and the organizers and all that stuff too. And so it's a really, it's a pretty active community and it's great because people come in, um, and, you know, they introduce themselves as like, hi, I, I own this business um, and I know my site's WordPress, but I don't really know how to update it or like I want to make a new, like a, do a new plugin. I don't really know how those work. And, and the community is awesome with, there's people who, like we were talking about before, people who just, you know, install plugins, install themes and work with those and kind of help people administer the site all the way up to people who do everything custom from scratch. Um, so the, that, that community is really good in particular about matching people to, uh, the people in the meetup with the appropriate skill level when they come in with kind of stuff like that. So it's been really cool to be a part of that community and watch it grow and, and be able to help so many people. That's awesome. And I talked to a lot of freelancers, of course, and people working out of their kitchens, dining yep. tables, some of them, you know, sitting with their legs crossed on their bed um, in the coffee shops, things like that. Now you mentioned earlier to me before we, when we were talking before the show that you are in a co-working space. Yeah. So uh, we're in a space here in Chicago called 1871. Um, uh, it's, it originally launched as a startup incubator. So it was mostly for venture capital funded startups who wanted to come and, uh, get mentorship and, you know, talk to more venture capitalists and, and have some space and some money to get their company going. Um, but in recent years, they've kind of opened it up just to more general, uh, coworking. So about two months ago, uh, we, we got an office here and you can see most of it actually on the screen right now. It's, it's not super huge, but it's got enough for two desks for me and, uh, Jay, my business partner. Um, but yeah, so it's been great because just like, you know, the meetup in the WordPress community, there's a community here of people who, um, startups who need, you know, technology consulting or, or existing businesses who have stuff that they're kind of running and, or even other developers and designers who we can work with or pass off work to if it's not a good fit, like we talked about earlier. Um, and it's also nice just, you know, like you kind of alluded to, to get out of the house and, uh, you know, take the train for 20 minutes and come down into the office and, and be here for the day and, and kind of have that change of scenery. So it's been great for us. And yet, if you get snowed in and there's four feet of snow, you can still work from home. Absolutely. Yep. It's, it's nice to have both options. And the, and the cat especially loves when I take days off and work from home. So that's, that's a win for both of us in that regard. I saw a meme recently. You mentioned cats so that made me think of it, where they had a, um, a keyboard. 
yeah. and like an old keyboard from, you know, the days of desktops and everything. And yep. then they had their laptop and they had, it was what they called the decoy keyboard because the cat oh, was yeah. like, <laughs> Like, I should yeah. invest in one of those. That would really help me. I, he sent a lot of uh, like Slack messages and emails because he just walked across <laughs> and hit enter. So maybe invest in one of those. I'll have to look that up. You know, you could probably get him dirt cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I would think so at this point. Yeah. And while you're at it, get him his own mouse. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Full workstation for him. Yep. Exactly. So you were, we were talking also before the show that you've been involved in word camps as well. So mm -hmm. I am a huge person for word camps. I think I've attended something like 31, 32 camps and spoken at like 25 of them. So mm -hmm. I love sharing information at word camps and meeting people. So tell us a little bit about your word camp experience. And if you can think of one or two, what I call like the mountaintop experiences, like where there was this huge revelation or you met your idol or, you know, that kind of thing. What was a really a moving experience for you? Sure. So uh, I got started at WordCamps because uh, back when I was working for that agency, um, we you know wanted to get a little bit more involved in the community, and we we felt like we were doing awesome work, and we had a lot of really talented people in our company, but we weren't sharing that at all, and that's kind of one of the core tenets of WordPress in a lot of ways. Um, so you know, developers as a whole are not super usually like super like let's get out and give speeches and give talks and like talk to people and shake hands and do all that. Um, but that, but that is a huge part of like what I enjoy doing. So I kind of raised my hand and said, yeah, I'll figure out what this whole WordCamp situation is and, and, and go around. So, um, I, my first, my first one that I went to, uh, was WordCamp Chicago here in the, in the city. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. Like I, I saw a lot of the talks and I saw ones that I really enjoyed, like others that I thought could be better. And I was like, all right, well, I, I can do this. This is fine. Um, so, so I applied to speak at WordCamp Nashville. Um, and got accepted. Um, it was, it was for just like a 15 minute lightning talk. It was, uh, how to put a custom field in your admin using advanced custom fields and how to show it on the, in the template. Like that was it. It was very, very straightforward, very simple. Um, and it was like super nerve wracking, even though it was only 15 minutes. Um, especially because once I got there, my, my talk was right after, uh, Nathan Ingram's talk, which was fantastic and like had the audience super like revved up and was like, okay, that's going to be really hard to follow. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is. And, and so, you know, since then I've spoken at, at a bunch of different camps, um, all, all across the country, as far as uh, a mountaintop moment for me, it was, you know, going to all these different regional ones that same year that I did Nashville, I was also in Cincinnati, um, and, and Dallas. Um, as well as the one in Chicago. And that was also the same year that I went to my first uh, WordCamp US in Philadelphia. Um, and so that was really cool because at each of these WordCamps, like I was, I felt like I was kind of, I, I was the, usually the one or two like out of town person, you know, everyone else is pretty local. Um, so I felt like I was kind of like inserting myself into this group of people that like already knew each other. And it was always like a little weird. Um, but at US, it was cool because like, there were so many people that I had met at the regional work camps that were there. And it's like, Oh yeah, we already like, you know, we chatted at this, you know, and, and you know, I knew a lot of people there and I also got to meet a lot of people who, you know, you'd see like their Twitter profile picture or their, uh, like their profile on GitHub. And you're like, Oh, like this is the person who writes all the code for this. Um, and I was able to like sit with them and work on something that they've worked on or built, which was really, really cool. So that's why I, I really recommend um, kind of some of the bigger ones that, you know, if you're in Europe going to work camp, you, um, if you're in the U.S., obviously WordCamp U.S. We're very lucky this year because it's in St. Louis, so it's going to be a real short train ride for me to get down there. Nice. Um, but just because, like, that's such a bigger gathering, and that, like you're you're so easily able to make connections and meet a lot of people that you've either just read about online or or just heard about, or even people you know just from other other uh, experiences in WordPress. 
Yeah, I've met a lot of my WordPress heroes. Yeah, it's always it's always really yeah. interesting because they're always more like down to earth and like more chill than you would expect. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, like you worked on this, like you've worked on WordPress for five years, and, like built this entire huge thing, but you're also just like an awesome person to hang out with. Like that's, that's a pretty cool experience. Sometimes I have to keep my inner fangirl, like, <laughs> yeah, I know I, I feel you. Like that's yeah, that's always <laughs> tough, but it's yeah. At WordCamp US 2016. Yeah. 2016. So that was the second one in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I was sitting at lunch with a bunch of people. There was one empty seat at our table. And uh, I looked up and a guy was walking toward the table and he gestured. He's like, can I sit there? And I'm like, it was Matt Mullenweg. Oh, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> and almost yeah. nobody at the table had any clue who he was, but yeah. I was like, I'm going to ask you questions, dude. Cause you sat <laughs> at my table. So yeah, I, yeah that's so cool. Like, keep it calm, Michelle, keep it calm. <laughs> yeah. But definitely it's really cool because you realize everybody's just a person. Yeah. So they might write excellent code. They might, you know, be somebody who's like a, a, a superstar in the community and yet, you know, they put their pants on one foot at a time too. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Are you ready for my rapid fire questions? I am. Let's do it. I've been, I've been okay. like doing my stretches today, so I'm ready to go. Let's, let's get it. Let's get it going. <laughs> do a little stretch. <laughs> right, right, right. Awesome. Okay. So what are two to four um, of your must have plugins when you're working with a site? Sure. Um, so like I said, you know, I, I do a lot more site development than I do kind of management. So this, the ones that I like are, they help me write code better and, and faster and, um, and just kind of get a site working much quicker. So we already talked a little bit about uh, advanced custom fields and, and how that's, you know, really useful for customizing the admin. Um, it, it has kind of a, a twin, I guess, in, in a plugin called Field Manager. Um, and the difference there is that you define all your fields in code instead of clicking buttons in the admin. So for me, and for people who know how to write code, that's sometimes a little bit quicker. Um, and then the other one that I really like is a plugin called Query Monitor. Um, it's like a kind of a catch-all debugging plugin uh, that you install, and it lives up in that little admin bar on the top of your site when you're logged in. And it says, hey, you know, you've got uh, this database call that's taking way too long, or you've got some PHP errors in your code that you really should look into, um, and stuff like that. So especially like we talked about the work that we do where we're kind of untangling something that's already built, that's really helpful to kind of see where we should focus our effort first. Um, and just in general, that's usually my first, when I get a call from somebody who says, oh, my site's not working, I say, hey, like, let's install Query Monitor, let's see what's going on. Um, sometimes like if you know, you're writing a plugin that should only do something on the homepage and it's doing it on other pages, like Query Monitor will say like, oh yeah, for some reason WordPress thinks this page is the homepage, so like look into that. And it's really helpful to kind of untangle some of the black box pieces of WordPress that are traditionally more hidden away for people. Um, oh, so those are cool. ones I use all the time and that, those are probably my two kind of go-to if I only had to use a couple plugins on a site, those are the ones I put on there. You know, so far nobody said hello, Dolly. I just don't understand. <laughs> Everyone takes it for granted because it's pre-installed. But I mean, it's great from a perspective of learning. I, I gave a talk last, uh, a couple months ago about how to just put together a really simple WordPress plugin, like build your first WordPress plugin. And that was the first one we looked at because we said, okay, here's probably about the simplest one you could build. Um, what are all the pieces of this that, that we could use in our own plugin? So we it's great for what it is. I just don't think a lot of people use it on their sites day to day. No, it's, it's, it actually doesn't do much. That's the yeah. thing, right? Yeah, so, yeah. And it, but it also doesn't really slow down much either. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what is one of the biggest WordPress mistakes you've ever made and how did you learn from it? So the biggest WordPress mistakes for me was, we touched on this a little bit earlier, but I think just using WordPress for something that it wasn't really good for and then not seeing that as we were kind of getting more and more into the weeds. So the project, uh, we, we picked WordPress and it was, it was also going to be kind of a, 
a flashy front end with like a bunch of animate, more like a web app really than a, than a website itself. And this was before the REST API and all that sort of stuff came out. So we were trying to like hand roll a bunch of this stuff. Um, and it just kind of ballooned out of control to the point where I was like, all right, this should have been something much more custom and not trying to bend WordPress into this weird shape. And so, um, like I said, just kind of looking at that beforehand and just always making sure that to the best of your knowledge that you're using the right tool for the job. Uh, and when you say that, I, I taught, um, I taught, I've teach, taught, I have taught WordPress uh, to local communities here in, in Rochester. Um, and one of the things, one of the people in one of the classes asked me and said, we really want to build um, something like Airbnb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, I'm not sure that WordPress is the right uh, vehicle for Airbnb. They said, well, there must be a plugin that'll do all that. And I said, I don't know that there's a plugin that will do all that. Well, maybe not one, but you could absolutely stitch together 10 plugins and build, you know, Airbnb on WordPress, right? But the, yeah. but, that, but not somebody in a WordPress 101 class. <laughs> right. Well, right. That's true too. That's a, that's a much bigger time investment than probably someone who's just getting started with it would, would be able to put yeah. in. So. So, so it is interesting how everybody thinks that it should just be able to do everything. Oh, for but sure. Right. Like you yeah. said, when you when your only tool is a hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> yep. What's your proudest WordPress moment? My proudest WordPress moment, I think, was probably um, I was able to, after kind of doing all this this speaking and, and all that stuff kind of at different WordCamps, I was able to, uh, last year, uh, speak at WordCamp Chicago, which was, you know, here in front of, you know, quote unquote, the home crowd, like seeing everybody that I knew on the audience. And, and, uh, and it, for me, it was awesome because it was a talk that people really engaged with. And I could tell because, you know, I've given a lot of talks and, and there's always the Q and a portion at the end. Um, and so you can tell when it's just like people asking kind of generic questions to, you know, fill up the time. Um, but this one in particular, you know, you could tell that they had really listened to the talk and, and understood and they were trying to understand with their questions, how they could apply it to like their specific business. Um, and so for me, that was really awesome because that's the whole point of going to stuff like WordCamp is to pick up new tools that you can use in your business and in your you know, life to, to help make the stuff you do with WordPress easier and better. Um, so for me, that was awesome when I started getting those kind of questions that were really specific to the talk and also really specific to their business. Um, Cause I felt like I was actually, you know, doing what I set out to do is, which is, you know, help people and teach them. Yeah. For me, it's um, that, the questions. Absolutely. It's also when all the cell phones start to take pictures of your screens. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's like, Ooh, they like what's up there because all right, of a sudden right. they're, they they're going to need it later. Yeah. It's valuable. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like you're, you're just sit up a little bit, a little bit straighter. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I do. I agree with you. It's so much fun to share and to know that you're, providing information that people really need. That's a, mm-hmm. a really cool thing. Yeah. Uh, so, but if you weren't working in web, what is sure. a career that you might like to attempt? Well, so when I graduated college, uh, I was convinced that I was going to be an FBI agent. Um, okay. But they have, you have to work in some other job for four years, at least before you can apply to be a special agent. Um, and so I said, okay, like I'm, I'm pretty good at this web thing. So I'll just do that for a little bit. Um, and then, you know, I'll go back and do that. So I think, uh, How many years ago? I don't know. It was, it was a few. So a couple of years ago is when I passed my like eligibility in terms of time. Um, and I, and I haven't applied yet, but maybe we'll see. I don't know if, if, uh, if Alpha Particle gets to a place where I can feel like it's pretty good to run on its own or maybe, maybe I'll do that. I have till I'm 35 to apply. So I've got a little bit of time, I think. Oh, there you go. You could be an <laughs> international spy. Yeah. <laughs> You could be the hacker. That's always in those things that they just four or five types on the keyboard and they say, we're in. <laughs> yeah. 
windows <laughs> flying everywhere and, f- and fingers flying across the keyboard. That's, yeah, <laughs> I cracked the code. <laughs> yep. Yep. I love those. Uh, what's something on your bucket list? So I think the thing at the top of my bucket list right now is um, to go see the hot air balloon festival. It happens in New Mexico every year. Um, I've seen so many pictures and I, it's like a really specific thing. I know, but like I've seen so many pictures every year and and like, I, you know, I've seen all this stuff and I would really just love to, uh, to go out there and see it in person because I think it's cool. I'm a super kind of fan of aviation in all its forms. And so I think that's kind of the most relaxed form of, of flight probably. Um, and I I think there's just something really cool about it. So I I really want to get out there at some point. Uh, we used to have a client out in New Mexico and and we're actually, uh, don't at the moment. So I, I had an excuse and then it went away. So I'll have to. You, to find you, a need way to, out there. you need to find a client back out there again. <laughs> yep. Yep. Have you ever been to Kitty Hawk? I have not. That's a, that's another one that should be on my list, but yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't ever been it's, there. It's a pretty surreal experience to stay yeah, there. Yeah, I can imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. Show us or tell us about one of your hidden talents. Well, uh, I think it'll have to be a tell. So I, I started taking piano lessons in uh, third grade and then I got really annoyed with it and quit in sixth grade, but I didn't want to give it up. And so I kind of started just uh, playing, you know, music that I heard on the radio or kind of just trying to figure out how songs fit together. Um, and so I would say my hidden talent is probably being able to play piano by ear. Um, I, I have this game that I play sometimes with myself or people use Spotify and, and test me, but I, I love to just pick a song and listen to it, whether I've heard it before or not, listen to it and with me sitting at the piano. And, and by the time the first chorus gets around, I try to have the, the whole structure and everything figured out just, just by ear. So sometimes that works out and sometimes it doesn't, but I, I just love, I love music and it's something that I like doing to you know relax and, and you know, something other than coding that I like doing in my free time. Well, that's funny you say that because music really is like coding. Yeah, in a lot of ways, for sure. Especially uh, my first year of college, I was a music composition major. Um, And so once you start to see like the structure of how music fits together, um, and and this is something you guys were talking about on on the first episode that I just watched this afternoon, um, but it was with film as opposed to music. But same thing with music. Like once you start, once you understand the structure and how music is put together, you can't listen to it the same way. Like you're always analyzing it to the point that it annoys other people, I think sometimes, but (laughs) but it's something that's really interesting to me. And and you're right. It does have a lot of the same kind of structure and building blocks as something like code does, which is, which is cool. Yeah, I, I, actually, some of the talks that are going to be, or some of the episodes that are coming up to be released the next few weeks, um, somebody else said that music and code go really well together for them, yeah. and and that that seems to be a really good synergy. So, for sure. And they encourage you to get your kids into music because it actually helps stimulate the part of the brain that will help them if they want to go into coding later on. Yeah, no, I I definitely like getting used to that structure and like okay it has certain rules, but like you can break them sometimes if you want to and like stuff like that. It's like, it's, it's really, it's really cool. It's a, it's a cool crossover. Although if you miss a note, you can continue the song, but if you're missing a semicolon, that is true. Yep. Well, that's where um, we get the white screen of death, right? There, there's no real white screen of death in the, in the piano world. So no, there's not. <laughs> unless it's just stage fright. Right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just the blank stare of death. <laughs> absolutely. Yep. So anything else you want to share with us today? Anything exciting? No, I, think so. I just want to say thanks for having me on. This was awesome. I mean, we talked about kind of first speaking experiences and this is my first podcast experience uh, as, as a guest. So that was really cool and I'm um, excited to, you know, see where the show goes in the future. Like I said, I watched the, your first episode that you just released today as we record this. Um, and I thought it was really interesting. So I, I love, look forward to seeing more of your guests' stories and experiences. 
Thank you. I thank you for being one of them. I, one of the things that's exciting to me is every person that I talk to is another piece of the giant WordPress community puzzle. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, and how we all fit in together and how we're so similar and yet so different at the same time. And it's exciting to be able to help people tell their stories. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm glad you saw it on Twitter. I'm glad you reached for out sure. and, and applied. And it's been great to have you on the show today. Can you give us some details about how people can find you on Twitter, social? Sure. So I'm not, probably, maybe to my detriment, but I'm not super active on social. My, I, I retweet interesting WordPress things and tech things. Um, so my Twitter is at kcopenhaver. Um, in case no one wants to guess at spelling that, I think we'll have a link in the... <laughs> in there the, will be a link. <laughs> um, and, and then our, our site that we post interesting blog posts and things on is just alphaparticle.com. So um, those are probably the two best places to to reach out to us. Um, if you want to find me specifically and you don't want to message me on Twitter, I'm, I'm Keenan at alphaparticle.com is, is my email. So those are probably the easiest ways to reach out. And, and please do. Um, I always, you know, like you, enjoy talking to people and seeing, you know, what they need help with or, or just if they want to chat. And that's always fun for me. So. Oh, fantastic. Well, I love that. So, uh, yeah, so thank you so much for being on the show. I can't wait to uh, be able to tweet you out and have people hear everything that you've had to share and, and meet you. So this is fantastic. And then they'll be looking for you at the next WordCamp, of course. Awesome. Hope to meet everybody there. <laughs> fantastic. Well, thank you. Goodbye, everybody. Until the next episode. <laughs> we'll see you later. Bye.